0: Hey there, y'all. I'm Kimberly Hayes muga
1: And I'm Amanda Day.
0: And you're listening to a special bonus episode of, of the,
1: the Fundraising Heyday podcast. We just wrapped season two and have started production for season three that will debut later this year. Talking with Kimberly this past week, we decided that there was too much going on and missed the international pandemic that is the coronavirus or COVID-19 for us to be off air. Like you, we've been talking to friends and fellow grant professionals wondering how we can best do our part to ensure that our agencies and our clients and just everybody we exist to serve, that they are receiving the love and care and resources needed to maintain strong and healthy communities.
0: That's right, Amanda, and if we also sound a slightly different here, we'll give you some details as to why later on, but be advised that like the good little data nerds we are, we have been reading articles, checking out websites, listening to experts in the field, and we have found some great resources that we want to share with all of you because that's the whole purpose of the Fundraising Heyday podcast to begin with. That it is. I would like for you to please bear with us as this episode may not have the same sound quality and production values that we usually are able to offer. And that is because Amanda and I are practicing social distancing and we're squirreled away in quiet corners of our homes to make this recording happen. And that also means we can't see each other right now. So um, we are just, doing the very best that we can to get this stuff out to you
1: yeah that's right i'm currently hiding out in the corner of our guest bedroom upstairs praying my family stays quiet long enough for us to finish this episode Um, but if you hear any squeals or anything in the background we're just going to consider an added bonus to the episode right (laughs) no extra charge Nope, just for you. Um, So today's episode, we're just going to share a few resources and tips about um, ways for you to stay healthy and safe. um, And plus some general funding thoughts that we have during this unique time in our lives. Um, We don't normally include show notes, but because we're probably going to be referencing some different websites and organizations, we are going to include all of the resources that we share on our website. Um, So if you want to dive further into any any of this information, okay. We also plan to record and share a few more episodes over the coming days with some very specific grant resources and thoughts on how grant professionals can do their part. So let's go ahead and dig in with today's episode. Um, and we're gonna start off with safety first.
0: Safety first, sounded y'all. about right, but even before safety first, I also want to add that yes, we're going to be focusing on some grant related and funder communications, but let's don't leave out donors and volunteers that may be involved with your organizations. And we also want to find tips and ways and share some experiences with how you can help people connect because really, even though a lot of times I lately, I have been feeling super cynical in my heart of hearts and my tiny little Grinch heart, it grows a little bit every time I hear (laughs) about the good things that people are doing. And some of that is grant-related, and some of that is fundraising-related, i.e. interesting takes on special events, reaching out to major donors or volunteers. But first, we're going to hit y'all with some safety information because I don't care how many times you've heard it, you need to hear it again. So here it comes. So the World Health Organization and the CDC recommend you follow five simple steps to stop the spread of COVID-19 okay just there are five and then there's some like Aunt Kim stuff that I will add in because uh, (laughs) it's my job first up please wash your hands wash them for 22 seconds sing happy birthday slowly and seductively to yourself while you're doing this (laughs) or
1: if you do the The faster happy birthday, you can do it through twice. That's what my 10-year-old does. And it's the cutest thing, listening to her sing to herself.
0: Girl, I sing slowly twice because I am that person. I'm 100% that person. That's okay. So also, if you're going to cough and sneeze, ideally, you're supposed to try and find a Kleenex and do that and then dispose of it immediately. But hello, real world. Just do the elbow, cough, and sneeze. and the third out of the five that I'm giving to you is the one that is so hard for me. Oh, help me is don't touch your face. I did not oh, understand not you. <laughs> what a freakish face touching being that I am. Um, but I have an important thing also to share with this. Don't touch your face. Also don't bite your nails. Full disclosure. Oh. I've been oh. biting my nails for decades now decades. And for some reason, perhaps it's Oh, the fear of dying and spreading whatever I have to other people. Um, I have stopped <laughs> biting my nails. I can't believe it. All the things and tricks and things I've tried. So the tiniest, tiniest silver lining for me and all of this is I um, am not biting my nails. And when all this is done, I am going to get with my friend Amanda and she's going to take me to a place. And we're going to have some sort of crazy little uh, manicure party that's going to be my treat because holy crap. I'm not biting my nails. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I had earlier this uh, this week had to record a training video. And so here I am, you know, staring at myself as I'm recording this. And you don't realize how much you touch your face until <gasps> you're, not only are you time. mindful of it, but now that I'm staring at myself on this recording feedback and I'm like, oh, touched my face, scratched my ear, touched my mouth. Oh my gosh. Ah. So yeah, it's it's a hard thing to stop doing.
0: So what I do now is when I come home, um, we've been walking outside, staying far away from each other, which is number four, stay more than three feet or one meter away from one another at all times. Um, My husband and I don't practice that because, hey, we're sharing the same small ranch house or whatever, but when we're out, if we are, we are taking long walks to try and just you know, stay healthy and get outside while we can. Um, and we, we try to stay at least six feet away from any other people. Um, But also what I do, I come home and I sing, happy birthday to me. I sing that thing through twice while I am totally washing my hands. And girl, I sit down and I touch my face. I'm like, fix your hair. Do what you need to do. Like at home, it's like I have like a a two minute and now I'm going to touch my face because – Apparently, I'm just a face touching fool. So,
1: I'm <laughs> by just, the way, <laughs> your happy birthday song reminds me of the Marilyn Monroe version. That's just I'm inspired. Me giggle, so. I'm
0: inspired by <laughs> that. I'm inspired by that. Um, and uh, f- finally, for number five, um, um, World Health Organization and CDC say, "Hey, stay home if you feel sick." I'd like to amend that to, "Hey, just stay the hell home." Okay, can we do that? Yeah. Can we just say that? I feel you. I I know, I know there are milestones that are being missed. There are weddings that are not happening. Unfortunately, there are funerals where things are just very different. There are birthday parties, vacations, prom trips. I feel all of you. I feel you, but I don't want to be feeling you too close like I want to feel you from six feet away or further. And really, I'd like to just feel the feelings in my home and maybe just For now, I'm in the Atlanta area, and for now, we can still go inside um, grocery stores and Walmarts and whatnot, and so we're really – my husband and I really trying to limit that. So it goes – for me, it goes beyond stay home if you feel sick. It's like stay the hell home, and let's see if we can't flatten the curve. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah. Well, and Kimberly, you know, I'm a total extrovert. It is rare. I go an entire day without leaving my house, whether it's to take kids to practices Mm -hmm. or meet a friend for coffee or something, because I just, it drives me crazy to not be out and about and around people. I am now going on seven days that, other than taking walks in the neighborhood with my children, I have not left my house. Welcome,
0: (laughs) welcome to my introverted world.
1: And I'm here to tell you that while there may be moments it's painful, it is so doable. Um, and it's it's doable for
0: the greater good, right? Because you are a smart woman. You are a smart woman, and you are, and you are like. Hey, this goes against my grain, but it's not just my grain; it's everyone's grains that we need to think about right now. And it's like, please, please, please. Um, So, and you talked
1: about flattening the curve, and that—I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. Even though I'm probably healthy, my kids are—I'm very fortunate. We all are, but that doesn't mean I'm not carrying it right now. That doesn't mean I couldn't pick it up somewhere and then pass it to somebody else. And the whole point is to try to spread this less um, I have a really good friend that you know who she, she was kind enough to take our pictures for um, oh, yeah, all of our podcast stuff. Lauren, Sweetness. she's the CFO of our local hospital. And I've tried to check it on her every few days. Cause as you can imagine, even though she's the finance person, she is still working her tail off oh, to make sure lot. her hospital's running. Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes. And that's what she said. She goes, it's just, we only have so many beds. We only have so many staff and we just, we want to keep those numbers down. So <laughs> she's you like, know. stay at home. I know. I know directed. how you feel.
0: Yes, but stay at <laughs> yes. home. It's not just me because so. I work from home and I can spend time at home. It's please, please, for the love of all that's holy, stay at home. Give it two weeks and 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 at least, but yes, and while you're at home, you can phone a friend just like you were in some sort of little important little game show experience on tv phone a friend and check in and offer what you can you know it could be your family friends my dad and his um, wife live in the same city as i do and i am calling them right now we had a moment that was like the gift of the magi if you remember that o henry short story and if not You can spend your time at home reading it. It's free online. And um, where we both wanted the same thing, but were afraid to offend each other. And the same thing we wanted was to not see each other in person for right now. My dad's 83. He has some chronic medical conditions. I usually bring lunch over to them a couple of times a week or what have you. And I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to inadvertently bring in something that would make him sick. He's in the highest risk group. So we had that moment where I was like, it's not that we don't love you. And another moment where they were like, no, no, we get it. And actually we're cool. We'll stay here. You stay there. We'll talk to you on the phone. We'll text. If you are going to the grocery store, I hope it's just once a week, but if you're going, maybe you can phone a friend or a neighbor and see if you can pick up something for them and then just leave it at their front door when you get back. Just little things that you can do. And sometimes doing those little reach outs can kind of help you feel better about the anxiety that you're feeling Um, because I know everyone is, is feeling anxious right now. So what we're going to do um, in the list of things that will we'll, we'll come up are, are things that we know right now. Um, just right now, I am giving this advice and practicing it myself based on what our governor in the state of Georgia is letting us know and also the CDC and the World Health Organization and um, organizations like that that I know I can um, – trust to get the latest information, the latest available.
1: Very true. So uh, we wanted to take a minute to pause as well and say thank you for those folks who don't have the option of staying home and staying hunkered down. Um, You know, Kimberly and I are both very fortunate that we have a job where we can work from home. Um, and so that makes it easier, mm-hmm. um, but not everybody is like that. You know, there are plenty of people. And so we just want to th- say thank you to all of the healthcare providers that are still out and about and be purposely putting themselves around sick people to help make Every them better. Every
0: day, y'all. Every yeah. day.
1: Every day. Well, and it's interesting too, my next door neighbor, she works at a local, um, ENT office, so ear, nose, and throat, and um, she had asked her, the doctor who um, handles things, she's like, you know, why haven't we closed down yet? Because it's not like we're dealing with COVID patients. Like, why are we still up and running? And he was like, well, as long as we can, he goes, we are keeping people out of primary care offices in the ER. That girl, you know, well, that we'll is, how
0: we... you do not want to be in the ER right now because exactly. you, you have some sort of little thing going on. It just, and also it keeps the tests and all those supplies that masks and the gowns and all of those things, it keeps one more of those available for a healthcare worker to use, to treat someone who is truly, truly sick. So kudos. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's what she said. She goes, as soon as he said that, she was like, Oh, of course, we need to stay open then. So, but, but it's all those folks. It's all of our first responders, our police and firefighters who are, you know, they're interacting with the public, Big time, and they have no idea what situations they're walking into. Um, of course, I noticed the other day, I just happened to walk past the window when our mail was being delivered and thought, man, our, you know, our post office folks, yeah. they're still working. Our garbage collectors, yes, the grocery yes. store workers. Just think about all these, the service industry, how many people are still providing services um, and leaving their families at home to go be out in the public, which is kind of a scary thing. So,
0: and they're doing it thank for people you. like you and me, so that we can go to the grocery store once a month, and we do not have big old piles of garbage uh, uh, moldering uh, in our trash yes. cans. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Yep. And then, of course, I can have witnessed firsthand the uh, school systems and how much they've been doing. So first of all, let me just go ahead and say, I have always known that I did not want to be a school teacher. Like, that was never (laughs) in my list of things to do. Um, But after a week of uh, at-home digital learning, um, I'm fortunate. My 15-year-old, he's got it down pat. He does his thing every day. I don't even have to ask him. He gets up. That's the first thing he knocks out. It's fine. My 10-year-old, on the other hand, she doesn't mind doing the work, but she also wants me sitting beside her every step of the that's way, even so thinks it's on one hand, it's sweet, but on the other hand, I'm like, but mom's got, like, I had a grant that was due that I, you know, I can't really call FEMA and be like, can I get a few extra days? Um, I have a 10-year-old at home right now. Who wants me to um, sit
0: beside her? No, that's probably <laughs> yes. not. We do. There are times to ask for extensions of, of different things, but that's probably not the best reason. Probably not. So that. Yeah.
1: Yes. But all that to say is we already knew teachers were awesome, but they have gone, at least I can attest for my school system, have gone above and beyond creating lesson plans, giving kids links. So it's not just, Hey, do this assignment. It's, Hey, watch this video so you can learn. Mm -hmm. Um, Kincaid's math teacher has been doing um, the kids. If they want to every morning at nine, she will get on and answer their questions that they have for the day. And it's just, it's great that, um, we have such a awesome digital platform. The school was even giving out um, laptops for those who did not have them at home. And um, some of the local internet providers are making internet available for free. Um, So it's, it's amazing what people can step up and do when the situation calls for it. Um, and in addition, so many school s- systems are helping ensure kids get fed, even though they are at home. Yep. You know, for a lot of kids, the, the breakfast and lunch they get at school is sometimes the only guaranteed meals they have. And so they're keeping those going all across the states. I've seen lots of posts about that. And um, I just think that's awesome. So a big shout out to those folks. And I'm sure we've left off plenty of service industries um, that are out there fighting the good fight. And we just we thank you for that. We are
0: deeply grateful for everything you do, and we are going to do our level best to stay the hell out of the way, so yes. that you can get done what you need to do in the in the healthiest way possible. But um, speaking of getting done what you need to do, I have um, a quick note about help with um, finding food or helping your friends or neighbors or. Um, other people you may know who might be in need to find food in the greater Atlanta area, which is Atlanta and North Georgia. And then I have um, some um, information and links about it on on a more national basis so that you could drill down and find things. And uh, full disclosure, I was a food banker. I worked for the Atlanta Community Food Bank for seven years. um, And I have a soft spot in my heart for feeding hungry people. So if you're in the Atlanta area, And you want to either find help for yourself or help other people reach out. If they have access to a phone, they can text find food or if they need information in Spanish, they can text the word comida. And again, this will be in our show notes so that you after the podcast can go find this if you want it. And you're texting either find food, all one word, or comida to 888-976-2232. You'll get a text back. You'll be prompted to enter your zip code or the zip code of the person that you would like to help. You can also put in your full street address if you want to. I didn't just to see what would happen. And I got a a series of three or four texts about food pantries um, that are available in my zip code area and then a phone number so I got the street address and a phone number so that then you can call and check hey when are you open are you open when can I come by so that's the Atlanta area if you are like that's super helpful Kimberly but I don't live in Atlanta then if you live in the United States you can go to feedingamerica.org backslash need help find food that link again will be in our show notes and there you can drill down and find information uh like what i just mentioned find a food bank that's closer closest to you and then go in and see what they have see what they they might have to offer so it's basically like a store locator function with a little more functionality that also includes links to connect folks with um Signing up for SNAP and other uh, federal or charitable programs that either you or people you know or people you work with may be eligible for and what I'm sure will be a very long and painful recovery process once we're past the worst of COVID-19.
1: Nice. That's very helpful. Um, There's also a great federal website. Um, It is, and I'm going to, again, this will be in our show notes, but it's www.usa.gov backslash coronavirus. Okay. And this federal website has a listing of tons of resources and they've got them broken down into different categories. So there's one on health and safety, one on money and taxes. If you haven't heard, uh, the IRS has extended the deadline for when your tax returns are due. So isn't that lovely? In fact, I believe it's June 15th, It might be July, but it's going to be on that
0: website.
1: Yes. Um, There's a travel section. So, you know, if for some reason you do have to travel, it gives tips on that. Um, There's stuff about education, housing. Um, There's also a section on scams and fraud because, as we all know, anytime there is a something horrible going on. There are people in the world that decide to take advantage of the vulnerable. So um, it gives, gives you some warnings I what to look out for. Also says information about voting and elections. Um, Cause that's gonna, certainly going to be interesting as time moves forward. When we can't gather in crowds, how, how these things, we live in a democracy and some things need to go on. So um, there's just lots of information on that great website. So you may want to take a look and kind of peruse around and see what's available there. Nice. Yep. So, um, Another great thing that I'm seeing in addition to information is how some of our funders are already working to make life easier on their grantees. And I just love this. So I've got a couple examples here. Um, There are several foundations that are currently pledging their flexibilities to donors. And I'll give you, there's a great article um, in the show notes, provide the link. Um, I certainly am not going to name them all, but one of which is the Ford Foundation. There's, they're working with, it's basically the Ford Foundation working with the Council on Foundations to try to kind of set some guidelines for how foundations can make life easier for fundees during this time. Um, And so a lot of them are already jumping on board and pledging to help. Um, make some changes. And we're going to talk about what those are in just a minute. So I'll have the link to that article. Um, Also, there was a brief that came out from the Office of Management and Budget. Um, They gave some tips and guidelines to federal funders on ways um, that they can make life easier for grant recipients of federal dollars. Um, and so obviously, you know, still, we still have to follow federal rules and regulations. It's not just like, hey, anything goes these days, um, but there are certainly some things that can do that. Um, and so here's some of the things that are already happening and just some ideas that Kimberly and I had and a lot of other thought leaders in, um, I've seen some of these things being posted um, on Twitter and a lot of other places of folks saying, hey, funders, if you're looking for some ideas, here's some great ways you can help nonprofits and other agencies that are trying to do good. Good in their community. So, can I just, can um, I just
0: jump in with a, yeah. a tiny little thing here? Go. And these, just as Amanda said, these are recommendations that we would like to extend to our brethren who are in the in the uh, business of giving out or awarding grants or making donations or all of those types of things. We're going to have a separate episode where we're going to talk about, hey, fundraiser and grant professionals, here's where you can. Go. Here's where to keep your eye on uh, funders for those upcoming trends. So, I just wanted to separate that out and let yes. you know that here we're saying grant givers, consider this, and in a future episode, we'll say grant seekers, check this out. So
1: Perfect. Um, So one of the first things you can do is go ahead and check in on your grantees. Okay, so clearly things are probably not going according to plan for anybody at this point in time. So why don't you go ahead and give them a call, ask what's going on if they have any um, pending needs and just find out ways that you might be able to step up and help. Um, And so the best way to find that out is just to call and ask. Um, another thing that's helpful is to remove some of the restrictions um, that come with your funding. Um, and again, I'm not saying this is a permanent thing, but Although there are I some I wish things. you would say that. I yeah. wish you would. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Lovely. sorry.
0: Not preaching today. Um, not preaching. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No. Um, well, you think about things like a lot of funding is centered around On how many people you serve. And so part of that is Mm -hmm. you have to report and have certain levels to be able to receive money or your funding may be cut. Um, A good example of that is Head Start. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a great federal funding program that you you have to meet your numbers because you're getting your money based on how many people you serve. Well, clearly Head Start's probably not serving anybody in the typical traditional Head Start fashion right now because we can't have school in session because... We're not supposed to be meeting in groups larger than 10 right now. Just stay at um, home,
0: y'all. Stay at home. Stay yes. at
1: home, yes. So now, my, rather than cutting funding because they're not meeting that, maybe lift that restriction. Um, other restrictions, you know, things like deadlines and um, funding restrictions, loosen up how people are able to spend their money. Mm-hmm. That, you know, yes, when that grant was written three months ago, 12 months ago, three years ago, even maybe on some longer longer term grants, they may have needed a lot of money for office supplies or for different things. Now, maybe they need masks. Maybe they need food. Maybe they need housing vouchers. Who knows? Okay. So maybe lift some of those funding restrictions and let them spend money how they truly need it to help the people that they're serving. Okay. Amanda, Um, is
0: it wrong that I'm thinking about that song and um, and I would want to say like, it's loosen up your funding, bum, 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 instead of your buttons. Are you feeling that? Do you understand me? <laughs> I do. <"Loosen> up <laughs> up your funding. Da, 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 da. I can't what? sing the rest of it because it's a family you, podcast.
1: I was going to say, I, I cannot believe that you were sitting here singing, um, as my son called them when the, he was little, the kitty cat dolls.
0: <laughs> I love it. My musical eclecticism knows no bounds. It's bound. amazing. Although I'm not a fan of, straight up, I'm not a fan of polka music. Just going to get that out there. Sorry for (laughs) you polka fans out there. I don't feel it. I don't understand it. But you're welcome to polka the night away as long as you are practicing social distancing. So please go ahead. There you go.
1: Yes. Um, Another thing is you may want to put a temporary halt to reporting requirements. Yes. Okay. Just because the amount of time it takes to collect the data, put it in the report, edit it, do all the stuff. That's time that should be better spent on actually serving people and the needs right now. So that's probably a good idea is to say, you know what, for now, reports, ixnay on those things. Okay? Um, And in the same vein, let's hold off on site visits, because number one, social distancing, right? And also let's not make more work for folks because preparing for a site visit is a time intensive thing Mm -hmm. and that time could be better spent other ways. So, and if you uh, don't believe us, I believe in season one of our podcast, we dedicate a whole episode to preparing for site visits and how much fun that can be.
0: Listen, if you don't believe us, what is wrong with you? You know, we are just telling the truth here. We are just telling the (laughs) truth. So please believe us. But listen to that episode again, if you'd like.
1: There you go. Hmm. Um, I know right now the stock market is not doing so hot. Um, and so that can lead a lot of folks to think, well, you know what? Then we're not gonna give as much, we're not gonna do as much. Now's not the time to do that. We need to make sure that at the minimum we're sustaining current funding levels, but better yet, now is a time to give more. Because what's Girl, the whole point of stockpiling all this money? What are you what are you waiting for? What's what are you saving it for? A rainy day?
0: Yes, for foundations that right now are like, uh, we're going to have to examine because our assets have taken a hit. I'm like, your assets have taken a hit, my friends. What about everyone else? This is the rainy day. This Exactly. Is it is
1: pouring down rain. Time. So,
0: And break out of your 5% at the very least you have to do to maintain your foundation status with the IRS. Here's an idea maybe give more cuz it's needed. Anyway, I'm bowing out. Amanda, keep on. No, going.
1: that's a good good point. So, and if you're willing to give more, this is the perfect time to start mobilizing some funding specifically for funding related or recovery related grants rather. Mm-hmm. So, I'm guessing nobody has a COVID grant right now. Well, guess what? We can all have one now. Create one, make it, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Just you need funding to help. Here you go. And actually, um,
0: actually there are places right now. They're they're that are doing that. There are foundations that are actually doing that. And again, in a separate episode, we're going to walk you through either where it's happening or where you can go to find out more.
1: Absolutely. So, and for those that are giving money or planning to give money for these recovery efforts. I highly recommend you make these applications as simple as possible. Like it should not take 40 hours to put it together. It should not be pages and pages. And do we really need to, for the 12th time, provide a copy of our 501c theory letter and our board of directors? Like just who are you serving? What's going on? How can we help? Mm -hmm. Boom,
0: done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm coming so just a closer walk with thee in the background because I'm your choir <laughs> and you're preaching to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm swaying. Absolutely. It's like, y'all, please stop with that. All that extra paperwork right now, foundations and government funders, get the money out. Go yes. to the, the, the agencies that you know and trust and ask yes. for their help.
1: There
0: you go. Um, finally, finally, because I know I've been preaching hard. I just want to <laughs> offer uh, a little story time access for folks because we're, I believe that as human beings, we're hardwired for listening and telling stories. It's how we entertain each other and also how we learn. And I wanted to share one free resource and another secondary call out for people who are able to um support others during this time. So first up, and again, this link will be in our show notes. Audible, you know, the big company that does audio books, they're probably the most well known. They have started offering a free source of stories for young children to adults in English, Spanish, German, Italian, and Japanese through a special link called stories.audible.com. And again, we'll have that link on our show notes for you. I am already listening to Persuasion by Jane Austen, read by a lovely, calm, lovely lady's English voice that I think is going to help me out a lot. Full disclosure, a lot of the books for adults are straight up by dead white men, almost all of them. And I realize that that, that it would be nice if the collection was more diverse. But if you look at the children's section for young children on up to teens, you'll find a wider um, more diverse representation of authors, and you know what? Thanks for Audible, a private company, to open for opening up access for free. So if you if you have a phone, you can listen to it. If you don't have access to anything else but phone service, you should be able to find that. And the final thing I'd like to just give a shout out because Amanda and I are both we both love to read. We are in a book club together, and we love our local bookstores our independent booksellers and an easy way to support them if you have the disposable income to do so is to join um a company called libro l-i-b-r-o dot f-m and again that link will be up there because right now what you can do is if you join this they're also a audiobook service but in which you can support your local booksellers by designating uh a percentage of your purchase of an audiobook to go toward your favorite bookstore, whatever that may be. But for right now, if you join on their website, you can pay $14.99. You get two books. So it's two for the price of one and a hundred percent of your purchase goes to your local bookstore because I'm also trying to, when I can, reach out and support those kinds of businesses that are closed, but then this also just helps them pay their employees and um, keep the business mm-hmm. open. So I just wanted to put that out there. And again, you can find all of those links on our um, show notes on our website, fundraisinghayday.com.
1: Yep. And if you get a book, then you can leave it out on your front porch for a neighbor to come by and pick up and just, so they can wipe it off and read and, Spread the love of reading.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, well, thank you all for joining us today. Um, I think at the end of the day, the secret um, of getting through all of this is for us to just take a deep breath and to realize that we're all in this together. Social distance, of course, but together. And together really is a great place to be. I think if everyone does their part from a health perspective, we're going to be able to weather the storm. And if everyone does their part to help one another through this crisis, we're going to come through it on the other side with our dignity and our humanity and even our hope for a better world still intact. At least that's my hope.
0: Beautifully said, my friend, beautifully said. And it's okay to feel all the feelings and the stress and anxiety that is affecting all of us and it affects us in different ways. But sometimes if you are able to step out of what is in your own situation and think about the help that you could give from your home, from your computer, from your phone, anything like that, I know, at least for me, it's helped me feel better about what's going on, knowing that I'm doing something, I'm taking a step, and that's pretty much why Amanda and I are coming to you today in our own not-so-professionally-produced podcast (laughs) episode, and um, it's our pleasure to do this, and it makes me, at least, it just makes me feel a lot better being able to do something.
1: It does. So listeners, if you've got anything else to share as far as resource for grant professionals, nonprofits, local governments, and all the other human service organizations, we would love to hear them and we would love to share them with our audience. Um, You can email us, just send something to Fundraising Heyday, and that's H-A-Y-D-A-Y. So it's heyday at gmail.com. We're happy to post all the resources we possibly can on our website.
0: And we'll be back in just a few days with more information to share, specifically about where you as grant writing and fundraising professionals can go to see what is emerging in terms of funding available for the COVID response. And so until then, be well and do good. And you know, I hope something really good happens to you today. Okay, bye for now. Bye, y'all.